Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We uh, we just want to thank every one of you today. Before we even say anything else, we are filled with gratitude for this opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you, to share the mighty word of God with you, uh, to go uh, go prospecting in the word of God, amen, and see what nuggets of truth that we can find uh, that can be so life-changing if we apply them to our life. If you're not a Christian today, I want you to go with us and and uh, see what we want to see and what we want to share with you today. Amen. We're not trying to convert you to a religious system. We're trying to introduce you to Jesus Christ today. <laughs> There's a vast difference in proselyting in order to induct someone into someone's man-made religious system uh, and and presenting a living resurrected Lord and Savior today. We want to we want you to go with us as we learn more about him as we discuss this great subject today Jesus our lion and our lamb. Amen. It sounds like a contradiction in terms for one person to fulfill both of those both of those titles and both of those names. Uh, but that's what we want to talk about. I pray you're intrigued, that you're interested, and you just spend some time with us in the book of Revelation. <laughs> Something that you can understand in the book of Revelation today. Clearly and concisely. Praise God. So we want to talk about proclaiming Jesus Christ as our sacrifice lamb, our sovereign Lord, the lion, amen, and our soon coming king. Revelation 5 verse 1 through 10. We're going to read several verses in order to have a a, a text today and a context for, for these statements that we are making. And we just want to once again uh, call attention this uh, right after Christmas season when all of that is kind of dying down right now that uh, our fervor as Christians for the Lord uh, celebrating Him should not end after Christmas is over and all the bills start coming in. <laughs> Amen. It shouldn't take away from the true meaning the true joy of Christmas. It is an ongoing. It's been ongoing for over 2,000 years, and there's no end to it as long as we continue to celebrate our faith and the faithful one, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, having said that, Revelation 5, verses 1 through 10. Listen to it carefully. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne a book written within and on the back side, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? Now I want to stop right here for a moment and just mention that many scholars of Scripture believe that uh, this title deed to the earth uh, that Adam forfeited unto the devil in a spiritual transaction that he wasn't aware of. But the Bible did say in Romans 6 and verse 16, Whoever you yield, your member's servant to obey, his servant you are 
whom you obey, whether God unto righteousness or sin unto death. The moment that Adam disobeyed God and obeyed Satan, Satan gained a foothold in this world. And no, no, no amount of, of repentance could re- turn that completely around until a man came who never, ever sinned, who had the authority uh, uh, to take the book back in behalf of, of fallen man, not for himself, but for us, so that the the earth once again could be as God wanted it to be. It's not that way now, but it's going to be. It's going to be purged, it's going to be cleansed, (laughs) and it's going to be a place where we live. You know, heaven's not going to stay up in the heavens. Heaven is coming down to the earth. Amen. And the new Jerusalem, John said, I saw it coming down. So if you think you're going to live up there forever, uh, no, you're going to live here. A new heaven and a new earth. And the holy city is going to be uh, headquartered right here on this planet. You see, God is not going to concede a defeat to the devil. He, he's going to have the earth he created. He's going to have man sinless and pure and eternal as he created him to be. And he's done it through a salvation plan. <laughs> That's what we're going to look into. So this was an incredibly important thing that is occurring right here in the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation because God the Father has the book and it is sealed. And listen to the rest of the story. And no man in heaven nor earth nor under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon, And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain. I want to stop and say a lamb whose throat had been cut and the, and the blood had run and, and stained the, the beautiful white wool of this innocent little lamb. It's amazing that he saw the power of this lion who prevails, but he saw, just blinked, and the next thing he saw was a blood-soaked lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us 
unto our God, kings and priests. That's why our prayers, you see, are are received and they are kept right in the presence of the throne of God himself. And we shall reign on the earth. You know, the scripture said, if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. Hallelujah. What is declared here is that Jesus is our sacrifice lamb. But through his sacrifice, that released the power for this lion to prevail. Amen. The, the, the lion became a lamb, and then the lamb became the lion. And he ever will be the lion of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> and our tribe, too, for that matter. Praise God. Jesus is our sacrifice lamb. John looked for a lion. And he saw a little blood-soaked lamb, according to verse 5 and verse 6. You see, in a moment, the lion has been transformed into a lamb, looking as if it had been slain. With one glance, one glance he is a lion, the next he is a lamb, a slaughtered lamb, a lion fierce and destroying, and next he's a blood-soaked dead little lamb. He is the irresistible might and he's the atoning mercy at the same time. All the living creatures and 24 elders know why he was slaughtered and they cry aloud unto him with your blood you purchased men for God in verse 9. Every time they see him they know this. They are surrounded by an innumerable company of angels and they too know why Jesus was slain and they sing worthy is the lamb who was slain in verse 12 they don't look in pity on the slain slain lamb they are singing and they're doing it with a loud voice you see they didn't just sing when he was born they sung when he was slain and resurrected hallelujah the song of victory in our behalf goodwill toward men praise god the central figure therefore of the book of revelation is jesus christ not the antichrist now, many people are inquisitive, and I am too, and intrigued by this, this mystical, mysterious, evil, wicked person called the Antichrist. But the book of Revelation is not about him and his short-lived influence upon the earth, but about the eternal reigning King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Lion and the Lamb, Jesus Christ. So the central figure of the book of Revelation is the same as the central figure of the Bible, and it's Jesus Christ. The title Lamb takes on special meaning and importance when it's applied to Jesus. And this is quite intriguing to me and interesting. It appears 29 times in the book of Revelation. This title, Lamb, appears 29 times in the book of Revelation. 
In Revelation 5 and 6, there stood a lamb. In Revelation 5, 8, 24 elders fall down before the lamb. And in Revelation 5, 12, angels join the elders. How many? 10,000 times 10,000s and thousands of thousands saying the same thing. Worthy is the lamb. Revelation 5, 13, blessing, glory, honor, and power unto the Lamb forever. Revelation 6, 1, the Lamb opens one of the seals. Revelation 6, 16, speaks of the wrath of the Lamb. Revelation 7, 9, multitudes of ransomed souls stand before the Lamb. Revelation 7, 10, they cry, salvation belongs to our God and unto the Lamb. Revelation 7.14, it says uh, literally, they washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 7.17, the Lamb shall feed them. Revelation 12.11, they overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb. And in, I'm just going to not say Revelation for time's sake, and in, in the same book, 13.8, Chapter 13, verse 8, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation 14, 1, I said I wouldn't say it, but I did. They looked for a Lamb, and there stood on Mount Zion with the 144,000. Revelation 14, 4, these are they which follow the Lamb, and bring first fruits to God and to the Lamb. 14 and 10 says, wicked tormented in the presence of the Lamb. 15 and verse 3, victors sing the song of Moses and of the Lamb. 17, 14, all in the book of Revelation, the wicked make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb overcame them because he is Lord of lords. 19 and verse 7 says, The marriage of the Lamb has come. And in 19.9, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And in 21.9, I'll show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And Revelation 21.14, Foundations of the city has the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. 21 and 22 says, chapter 21, verse 22, the city has no temple within for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are in, are the temple of it. And Revelation 21, 23, the glory of God did lighten it and the Lamb is the light thereof. Revelation 21, 27, the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 22, 1, it speaks of the crystal clear river flowing out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And this last reference, using the very word Lamb, in Revelation 22, 3, the throne of God and of the Lamb. Friend of mine, I want you to know that this Lamb of God, this this central figure in our salvation is always Jesus, the lion and the lamb. The lion from everlasting became a lamb that he might offer himself as a sacrifice upon the cross. But when he was raised from the dead, the lamb was transformed once again into the mighty, roaring, 
powerful, eternal lion. And he stands today, amen, in that dual reality of our salvation, the lamb who deliver, the lion who delivers us because he became a lamb to take our place on the cross. John the Baptist called Jesus the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world in John's gospel. An incredible, incredible uh, revelation of who Jesus was and what he came here to accomplish. Peter declared that we were not redeemed by corruptible things like silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus as of a lamb without spot or blemish. And in Acts 8.32, it says, He, as a lamb dumb before his shearers, did not open his mouth. Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of the suffering servant in Isaiah 53 and verse 6 and 7. It said, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Listen, Jesus became a lamb so that he might become a lion and become our Lord. John looked for a lion. He saw a lamb, a small blood-soaked lamb. But the lamb that had been slain was standing, raised from the dead, highly exalted because Jesus became the lamb. He also became the eternal lion. Jesus is Lord of all to the glory of God. Hallelujah. He prevailed to take the book. Prevail means he conquered in order to do it. We do not read of the lamb taking the book before he died. Only after he was slain, standing up on his feet again, do we read of him having prevailed to take the book from the hand of him that sits upon the throne. It begins this this scenario that will lead to the final uh, changing of everything where Satan and his cohorts and the false prophet, the Antichrist, are sealed forever in banished and punished, banished from God's presence and punished eternally. And a new heaven and a new earth exist wherein dwelleth righteousness. Hallelujah. In Revelation 5, 5, it said, And one of the elders said unto me, looking back again, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. It begins this scenario, which ends with Jesus ruling and reigning with us on this renewed earth forever and ever, age without end. Notice, it said the lion prevailed. And when we look and find a slain lamb standing up, why? He might have appeared like a little lamb led to slaughter, not saying anything, just like a dumb lamb is led to its slayers. But through that utter weakness was such magnificent and glorious power 
because through the ultimate surrender unto death came the ultimate victory of the resurrection. And God is trying to tell us that in weakness Christ conquered all in almighty strength. Praise God. If the devil had known God's plan, he would have never wanted to harm Jesus. He certainly wouldn't have wanted Jesus to die and shed his precious, pure, saving blood. Amen. You know, the scripture said, if the, if the princes of this world had known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. That's not just about people with power and influence if they really knew how great and good God was and how precious the Lamb was. They would have never slain Him. No, it means the powers and principalities that influence the rulers of this world. If they had known these principalities, we argue not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. And listen, the rulers of the darkness of this world, if these princes, these rulers had known God's plan of salvation, you see, they cackled with delight and, and the devil laughed himself silly when Jesus was dying on the cross and when they took him down, a lamb slain. Oh, friend of mine, oh, there must have been a big party in the netherworld. Somewhere down in the depths of hell, there was a party going on. But on that third day, the party came to an abrupt end. Oh, and the prophecy was about to be fulfilled. You shall bruise his heel, but he shall bruise your head. Satan must have left himself sick because the conqueror came to the world as an infant. And then this prophet, as he perceived him, allows himself to be taken and nailed to a Roman cross. The devil at that point must have been hysterical. But then the little lamb did something only a lion could do. He conquered death, hell in the grave. He marched into hell's headquarters and of death, and through death destroyed him that had the power of death that is the devil. That doesn't mean he annihilated him that he's non-existent. Believe me, the devil is still alive and well, but his time is limited. And the, 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 the plan of God to save us was also a plan to destroy Satan's influence over us. The moment you become a Christian, the Bible said you're translated out of the powers of darkness. <laughs> Those chains break. Those jail cells have to come open. If you want to come to Christ today, I don't care if you're bound by cocaine or opiates or sexual uh, sexual addiction, whatever it is that alcohol, you name it, whatever spirit of addiction is holding you is going to have to let you go because of what Jesus has done. If you decide to come to Christ, prison doors will come open and chains will break and, and God will set you free. Praise God. Amen. Because mighty power to deliver, to save was released when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. 
And then we read of him in the book of Revelation 1, standing as victor. Listen to this, Revelation 1, 16 through 18. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell down his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand on me and said unto me, Fear not. I am the first and the last, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and death. Praise God. Don't fear, John, he's saying. I have the keys of death and hell. How did he get those keys? He prevailed, and he didn't do it for his sake. He did it. For our sake, he did it so you and I can prevail. That's why Paul said in 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 First Corinthians fifteen, as when he begins to summarize and sum it up, he said, "O oh, death, where's your sting? O oh, grave, where's your victory? Death has been swallowed up in victory." Therefore, my beloved brethren, thanks be unto God, who gives us the victory. Through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because he prevailed. We, as those who have put our trust in him, shall prevail also. Because he conquered death, we can conquer death by repenting of our sin and receiving Christ as our Savior. Ah, friend, this is the great proclamation and promise of God to us through his Son, Jesus Christ. He fought a battle on the cross, and in the very depths of hell, when none of us were worthy to even touch the foot on glory pavement, he prevailed, because he fought and won a battle when we could not get into heaven and take the book from God's hand, and he fought it for you and for me. Make no mistake about it. Amen. He did it for us today. Because after we read that he took the book, such praise ascended up to God about how the Lamb was worthy to take the book and redeem us by his blood. So he fought that battle for one great grand reason, and that is to redeem you and to redeem me. And he won that battle. And his victory became our own. Because he prevailed, we can prevail over sin, over self. I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm talking about not letting sin reign within us, as the scripture said. Oh, friend of mine, we are not part of that dark kingdom of the devil any longer. We can prevail over him because Jesus prevailed over him in our behalf. And he granted his victory on our behalf to us to enjoy and employ. Praise God. I'm talking to somebody today that you are in a situation that you believe, why should I even consider becoming to Christ, becoming a Christian? I am bound so tight in my habits and my hang-ups and my sins and myself. There's no way I could go free from this prison. I've tried this. I've tried that. None of it worked. I've tried religion. I don't 
I know religion don't work, but a relationship with God is vastly different from a man-made religious system. Oh, friend of mine, this Lamb of God and this Lion of the tribe of Judah, this Lion of God, when He stands up in your behalf, I want you to know nothing will be able to keep you from coming to Christ. And nothing there then, if you repent and receive Christ as your Savior, nothing will hold you in bondage because whom the Son sets free is free indeed or is really, truly free. Hallelujah. And the scripture said in John 8, 31, 30 and 31, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And the truth is personified in Jesus Christ. Not just the holy book, the Bible, yet it is the ultimate truth. But the man of truth, the person of truth, the God of all truth, Jesus will set you free. And I pray you'll come to him today and let him become your lamb and let him become your lion. And if you're a Christian today, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will stand up in the strength and the victory and prevail because he has made it possible for you and for me. And we can see a revival before he comes, a restoration of his presence and power in the life of believers all over the world. And I pray earnestly for that. And I also pray that you'll come back next week and let's talk about our lamb and our lion, Jesus Christ.